With the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I greet you the greetings of peace of Assalamu Alaikum. I am Naeem Muhammad, and today's program will be The Divide. The Divide. Uh, when we say the divide, we're talking about in the brotherhood of Islam. Allah reveals in the Quran in various places how our brotherhood is in disharmony. Allah expresses in Quran chapter 21 verse 92. Verily, this brotherhood of yours is a single brotherhood and I am your Lord and cherisher. Therefore, serve me and no other. In this particular verse, clearly Allah says one brotherhood. We connect to serving him. This is how we connect to Allah, by our service to him. No one is, we could say, connected alone to Allah when you say you believe. Now the one is also Adhid. Adhid is one God. Or a phrase or a term that we use for one God. Because Adhid meaning one. Allah is one. This connotes one authority. So we are, truly we are truly serving Allah when we focus on this supreme being, Ahed. Are we truly one brotherhood in doing this? Brotherhood begins with the oath, our shahada, our kalima shahada, the words of oath. But it is rooted in the service of Allah. So anytime any one of us have taken the oath, which is, there is no God but Allah, and that Muhammad is his messenger. That is our oath. That is our shahada. That is our beginning to our faith in worshiping and bowing down to Allah and recognizing him and embracing him. And if we are all doing this, if we are all serving Allah, then how is it that we have disharmony in our midst? How is it that we argue and fight with one another about various topics and various things? How is it that we cannot come to an agreement in that which unifies or supposed to unify us, which is being in service to Allah? This clearly shows us that perhaps we're not really worshiping or obeying or following the principles that Allah has outlined as worshipers or believers in him. Making this one brotherhood. This wasn't the case in Prophet Muhammad's lifetime. In teaching the Quran for 23 years, he did not face with this. Those who believed in Allah and worship Allah followed the instructions that Prophet Muhammad had revealed to them from the Quran. What happened? We see in chapter or surah 103. Al-Ash, which is the time through the ages, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, it reads, by the token of time through ages, verily man is in loss, except such as have faith and do righteous deeds, and join together in the mutual teachings of truth and of patience and consistency. Are we teaching together in truth? Are we patient with that truth and with one another? Are we consistent? 
with it in our affair of unity. Clearly, we are not. Because if we were not, then there would not be no divide. Allah says in the Quran, chapter 2193, he states, but later generations cut off their affairs of unity, one from another, yet will they all return to us? Allah explains to us here that later generations after the Prophet, became, there became a divide, disunity, one from another. After Prophet Muhammad passed in his death, Muslims became disunited, arguing with each other, debating one another like we do today. How did this become? Why is this like this? Knowing that we're all going to return to Allah on our day, that day being the day of our judgment. The day of death in which Allah will separate the spirit or the soul from the body, the flesh. That day when we will have to answer to all the deeds we did in this life or this dimension, in this time. When we look at this, we see that we are falling away from the beauty and the teachings of Islam and the unity that we profess as a brotherhood. You can't say Aki, which means brother. You can't say Aki and then argue and debate and disassociate and defend the enemies of Allah. We'll get into that in a minute. Allah explains to us here that later generations are those that came, became divided, disunited from one another. Yet we will return to Allah on our day. So what causes this divide? What causes this divide was our egos, our envies. Our jealousies, our arrogance and knowledge and lack of wisdom. In doing this, because we choose to show ourselves or our egos to get the best of us, we created sects, cliques, groups, schools of thinking or thoughts, and argue amongst ourselves about all this. Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's more intelligent? Who's more wise? Who has all the knowledge? Who have no knowledge? Who has the best knowledge? Who have the less knowledge? So we argue amongst ourselves in these matters. But this is not worship. This is conflict. And remember, Allah instructs us in Islam. He said arrogance is the beginning of evil. So when you become arrogant, which is egotistical, don't get into this Western psychology of egoism. Allah don't do egos. Allah says humble. Ego, a humble ego is not an ego. It's a servant of Allah. Allah also says righteousness is piety. So if your heart doesn't have piety in it, then you're not righteous. Not in its complete sense. So we have to realize the things that separate us as a brotherhood. Separate us as a people. Egos, envy, jealousy, arrogance. Out of our own knowledge. And we use knowledge to fight with each other with. Some of us in the streets, we call it haters. But we create these six and groups, our little circles, our little private circles where we can feel comfortable in. But how does Allah put it in the Quran about this? Allah says in chapter 42, verse 14, and they became divided only after knowledge reached them through selfish envy as between themselves. Had it not been for a word that went forth before thy Lord, 
intending to a term opponent, the matter would have been settled between them. But truly, those who inherit the book after them are in suspicious disquieting doubt concerning it. Here Allah lets us know in the Quran what caused our divide, what caused our problems. Again, he said selfish envy. Our selfish envy, being jealous and envious of one another. This brother may have this many years and studies in Islam and Quran and no Quran hadith better than this brother, but the brother here knows less, wants to act like he know more, only because he's feeling weak, only because he's feeling insecure, only because his ego wants him to be, make him feel like he's the most important one. And perhaps maybe the one who has more knowledge is seen as being arrogant. It all depends on how you present it. So again, we have these problems in our ranks. And in having these problems in our ranks, we never achieve brotherhood. So therefore, we never can come together to work on building the deen that Allah instructs us to build. Through our selfish envy. All these things create problems for us. And in creating these problems, we never achieve the goal. But Allah says the concept of brotherhood in Islam is based on unshakable belief in the oneness of Allah. For the Muslims, Allah is one, eternal, absolute. He is the creator. He is the source of all originations. He is the final destiny of all of us. As Muslims in this brotherhood, the unity is in Allah himself. And it is we who are not united on this and as we who are not united on this, we have no unity in our brotherhood because we say we believe, but we act like we, dis we hate each other. We disagree with each other. We argue with each other. We fight with each other stronger than we do those who oppress us. We will kill our Aki faster than we will kill those who are oppressing us. Literally and figuratively. This is what we will do. So that's showing that we have not grown to the level of faith. Iman. We have not grown to that level of Iman that will allow us to unite in unison. Not quite yet. We're not there yet. And we, I've seen this all through my lifetime. And since Allah is the source, then it is our duty to surrender to that source to get us there. But clearly, we're following our own egos. Rather than the command of Allah. Once we reach this unity of brotherhood. It's easy. When we reach this conscious mind of the unity of Allah. And we surrender to that unity. We submit to that unity. We know that when we submit to Allah. Submission to Allah is called Muslim. What do Muslim mean? One who submits. You cannot call yourself Muslim. And not be submitting to Allah. Because to do so would only mean that you are lying. You're faking. Now, true enough, there are many, many of us who are struggling with that submission. And that's okay. If you're struggling in it, that means that you're sincere on your journey. You're just making mistakes. But you're willing to correct those mistakes with help. So when someone comes to you and gives you enlightenment, you receive it openly. Not with arrogance. Not with disobedience, not with arguments, not with hate, not with envy, not with jealousy, but with a submissive spirit to receive the truth 
of what that individual saying. That don't mean that you're bowing down to that person. It means that you are submitting and bowing down to the to the essence of what your soul is asking for, which is truth. The, tr- the soul lives on truth, nothing else. Without truth, the soul is dead. It's dead. So it has to have truth. So when someone brings you truth, accept the truth. Embrace the truth. You can reject the person, but accept the truth and grow. Let it grow your soul to the point to where you become strong enough to relate or interact with that individual. That's wisdom, not knowledge. Most of us operate on knowledge and we operate on knowledge based on an emotional adrenaline, based on the emotional sentiments, which gets us in trouble all the time because we have no discipline in it. Islam is a principle of discipline. So Allah says, verily, at the difficulty comes ease. If we focus on the unity of Allah, then we will have unity in the brotherhood. This will become easy. But if we continue to associate, let's say, with those who share partners with Allah, we have no brotherhood. When Allah commands us in Quran not to associate with those who share partners with him, he said, leave them alone. No partners. Don't take them as helpers. Don't take them as allies. Don't take them as friends. Leave them alone. But instead, many of us will take people who don't believe in Allah or teach Allah incorrectly Say they are God or God came in a person of a man or that human beings are God or, or have idols of worship that they pr- pr- pretty much gave a anthropophoric, you could say, image of God who created an image of God. These people here, you know, saying Allah tells us not to associate. And if you are a person who says that God came in a man, as in the person of a man or Allah is man, if you did that in an Islamic community. Say, under Islamic law, you would be killed. Simple as that. Simple as that. Regardless of all the sects that we have in Islam, none of them will say that Allah came in the person of a man. That's what's saving them. Because they don't associate. Allah said he will forgive all and any sin but that one. The only time he'll forgive that sin if you openly, he says in the Quran, openly testify that there is no God but he and that Muhammad is his messenger. That's it. Just like you openly profess that God is a man or you that you are God. You have to denounce that in a public situation. A public forum and stand up and say there is no God but Allah ilaha illallah Muhammadan abduhu Rasulullah. That's what you have to say in an open uh, 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 profession. Confession, excuse me, in an open confession so that all will see that you have changed your tone of reasoning, logic, and, and, and words, and faith. What do Allah says in Quran? In Quran chapter 29, verse 2, he says, Do men think that they will be left alone saying we believe and not be tested? So can you really say... And take this oath, the, sh- the shahada of belief, and think that you won't be tested in this unity of Allah. For the unity of Allah is the brotherhood of Allah. You don't fit in the brotherhood of Allah if you take this oath and reject it. You don't fit in. You don't fit into this unity of Allah if you denounce the principles that Allah has established for you to be unified with. 
which is that there is no God but Allah, and the command and principle of Allah telling you not to associate with those who do that. There's no unity. Cannot be. Instead, we have disharmony. Instead, what we have is a disgrace of belief. We don't have an ascension. We have a descension. We don't have that which is above. We have that which is below. We don't have that which is within. That which is within, we have that which is without. So again, our shahada of belief, which is our oath, is tested by Allah. Not tested for him. Tested for us. So that we can see ourselves. Allah says in Quran chapter 29, 3. He states, we did test those before them. And Allah will certainly know those who are true from those who are false. This is what Allah says in the Quran. So Allah will know if you're true in your deen. And if you're true to this oath. Or if you're false to this oath. But those in the brotherhood will also know because Allah will show them his sign, which is an ayat. His signs are ayats, which are verses from Quran to recognize these things. So we recognize the egos. We recognize the arrogance. We recognize the envy. We recognize the jealousy from following the principles of Quran. By looking at the ayats and seeing that the aki is not aki. The Aki is actually in his selfishness, in his envy. These are the signs of Allah to look out for. This is how, Prophet, this is how Allah instructed Prophet Muhammad. This was the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad. How he showed us how we, can, how we can tell who's with us and who is not with us. When I say us, I'm talking about who is, I'm talking about the us is in Allah. Who have surrendered and submitted to Allah. But again, in the brotherhood of Islam, in Islam, subhanAllah, in the brotherhood of Islam, we create these cliques and we become divided. And Allah says only after knowledge. Knowledge has reached us. And, and when we came into this light, this, this supposed knowledge, all of a sudden we got envious with each other. We got even stronger against each other. We didn't get united. Why? Because we came under the knowledge under false pretense. Our intentions when we came to the knowledge was not to unite in the shahada of our oath. But it was to impress people that we're intelligent. To impress people that they should look at us. Me, me, me. I, I, I. That's what we came into the knowledge. And that's what we're using the knowledge for. But Allah said, had it not been for the word. That, that word was judgment. The term appointed that he gave us on this earth in this life form. If it wasn't for that, he would have dealt with the matter immediately. But he said he gave it to a term appointed, which is your death and your day of judgment. So Allah says, selfish envy, which points to arrogance. Envy also produced jealousy, which in turn turns into pockets of cliques, groups, sects, and various schools of thoughts like many Christians' denominations. We can see in Christianity, there are many, many denominations, many, many different types of groups. And I'm not going to name them all. But we know that there are many, many different types of groups in Christianity. Denominations, they all 
argue and fight with each other as well. Despite the fact that they say our Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. This their teaching now, not, not the Quran. It's their teachings. They say they believe in Jesus Christ, and yet they fight amongst each other about the same things. We say we believe in Allah, and yet we fight against each other as well on the same things. The same principle. We'll use the Quran and argue with each other about it. Will we not? Of course. So we have doubt concerning it. We don't know. We're not all knowing. And a lot of times, many of us are on different levels of Quran. And those levels allow us to see different things. So we're on different stages. You may have one person on level one, another person on level seven. And the one on level seven is definitely going to know more. Because Allah gave them more. You may not be ready for more. So if you're on one, then accept the fact that Allah says that he grows us in degrees and by stages. And each level has a degree and stage. So you could be on level one and degree two. When there's nine degrees, when there's seven more degrees that you have to get to in that circle. That's why we say in mathematics it's infinity. Infinity goes on and on and on and on and on. And so therefore, understand your level and understand the stage of your growth. Allah says in the Quran 4517. And we granted them clear signs in affairs of the deen. It was only after knowledge had been granted to them that they fell into schisms through insolent envy among themselves. Verily, thy Lord will judge between them on the day of judgment as to those matters in which they set up differences. Allah tells us in this verse, this ayat, which is a sign. In the affair of this deen, which is the way of life that Allah commanded upon us and that we embraced, that what divided us was the knowledge. And we fell into schisms. Schisms means different groups, different circles, different sects, different ways and schools of thinking about what Allah has commanded. But Allah says, He going to leave them until the day of judgment. As to those matters in which they set up differences. Allah makes clear that our insolent envy is actually a rebellious act against him. So when we act out against each other like that, we are actually acting out against Allah. He states in the Quran, chapter 30, 30, 30, 32. Those who split up their deen and become mere sex, each party rejoicing in that is with itself. Here Allah lets us know we are doing this to ourselves. For Allah tells us in the Quran, chapter 3103, And hold fast altogether by the rope which Allah stretches out for you, and be not divided among yourselves. And yet we divide anyway. We don't hold on to the rope. We split up our deen. We become separated in sex and create crew groups. And some of us even give names to these groups. We'll get to that in a minute. So Allah gives us ropes to correct ourselves. He, like he said, he could have easily settled them out instantly. But he gave us rope. Gave us time. Until our day of judgment. Now that rope will get short the closer we get to our time. And that rope can turn into a hangsman noose. Which is only telling us that time is up. And now we're hanging ourselves. Because we still stayed in our 
rebellious, insolent envy of our with our own knowledge. Again, Allah did say arrogance is the beginning of evil, so we should look at that and see just how evil we're becoming. We will associate with non-believers. We will associate with, with people who associate partners with Allah. And we will even defend them against brothers who are actually addressing this issue. And then we will tell that brother that he is condemning, using scripture to condemn rather than using scripture to convey. But Prophet Muhammad went through this. He went through this. When he began to reveal the ayats of the Quran, people attacked him. People talked about him. People didn't like him. They did things to him. But those people who heard the verses of the Quran and their heart was drawn to it, those people didn't do what these other people did. They called the prophet names. They said that he was using the Quran to, to beat down their spirits and their idols and all this kind of stuff, they was angry with him. Well, forgive me if I follow the sunnah of the prophet and you don't. Forgive that. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying the Quran, we're not all 100% righteous, but Allah judges our piety, how sincere we are. Not, how, not whether that we did right or wrong today. Allah is the weigher and the judge over that. But it's our piety is, the, is what is our sincerity. So if a brother is sincere and he addresses those things that are against Islam by using Quran, then he is not condemning. He is conveying. When Muslims form circles and cliques and sects and groups based on schools of thoughts of men, they create divisions in the brotherhood of Muslims. Allah instructs us to leave them alone. In Quran, chapter 6, verse 159, Allah states, As for those who divide their deen, their way of life, and break up into sex, that has no part in them. In the least, their affair is with Allah. He will, in the end, tell them the truth of all that they did. So those who break up the deen of Islam into sex, this group and that group, their affairs with Allah and he will deal with them in the end. Clearly this is one from Allah. Clearly this is one. One Allah, one Quran, one brotherhood, one kind of Islam. And that's the one Allah himself revealed. Any other kind of Islam was not revealed by Allah. His prophet and his messenger, Mustafa Muhammad. There, there is no Hanafi Islam. There is no Maliki Islam. There is no Sunni Islam. There is no Wahhabi Islam. There is no Salafi Islam. There is no Sufi Islam. There is no nation of Islam. No Qadiani, no Ahmadiyya Islam. Nothing. None of these are, 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 are what Allah had revealed. And none of these is what a prophet Muhammad had Allah Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu had established. He didn't establish no Wahhabi, no Sunni, no Maliki, no Hanafi. He didn't establish no Qadiani. He didn't establish no Ahmadiyya. He didn't establish no nation of Islam. Prophet Muhammad established Al-Islam. Al means the. Islam means submission. So Prophet Muhammad said that he established the submission. That is the way of life. 
the submission to Allah. Prophet Muhammad didn't give more than one God. He didn't say man was a God. He didn't say God came in the person of a man. He did not do this. Man did this. So Allah says they are the ones who divided their deen and broke it up into sex. And Allah will deal with them. Allah will deal with them. But Allah also gives us instructions to deal with certain matters as well. But that's for another time. So are we the brotherhood of Allah? Are we the vanguards of Islam? Are we this? Do we stand for right and forbid what's wrong? Do we associate partners? Do we associate with those who associate partners with Allah and protect them from Muslims who say they are wrong? We shake hands with them. We take pictures with them. We embrace them. We hug them. We say assalamu alaikum to them. We do all this knowing that they still say that there is no God who came, who, who, who came in the person of some other man or that they are God. Calling themselves God. No, that's not Islam. And we should stand on that point. That is the brotherhood of Islam. The brotherhood of Islam is those that enjoin what's right and forbid what's wrong. Even more so forbid what's evil. And since that is a sin that Allah will not forgive, we are emphatically and most practically are instructed to stand against that. That's what the prophet did in his history, his life. He stood against the idols. He stood against the images. He stood against the adulteries. He stood against the polytheists. When he stood against, he stood up and was firm. He did not waver. He did not shake their hand. He invited them to Islam. And when the time came, Allah instructed him to fight them. Why? Because they was fighting him. Why? Because they was attacking him. See, the reason why we don't seem like we're under attack openly is because we embrace them openly. But when you start taking a stand to stand up against all these polytheists and adult idol worshipers, that's when you'll start seeing them attack. And I don't just mean with words. I mean physically to do you harm. Then you will be obligated to fight with those who fight with you. Because fighting Allah says in the Quran is prescribed to you. And this is what the Prophet Muhammad did. This is Sunnah. But how can you fight against the one who say that Allah came in the person of a man and you're shaking their hand? You're hugging their cheek to cheek. You're patting them on the back. You're praising them. You're thanking them. You've joined alliance with them. You're helping them and they're helping you. That's your ego. That's not your dean. That's not your faith. That's your personal ego and we're going to leave it alone. We stand against you when you do that. Allah says, O ye who believe in chapter 3, 102, O ye who believe, Fear Allah as he should be fed and die not except in the state of Islam. You are not in the state of Islam when you associate with polytheists. Those who take others as God or take partners of God or those who form another way of life other than what a prophet Muhammad established. You are not in the state of Islam when you do that. Because in the state of Islam, Islam means submission to Allah. It means submission. 
And if you can't call yourself a Muslim, which means submission to Allah, and be associating, accepting them as helpers, building alliances, and partnership with them, that's not brotherhood. So you have to stand on your own and you have to stand alone outside of this brotherhood. Allah says the Quran 4365. But sex from themselves fell into disagreement. Then woe to the wrongdoers from the penalty of a grievous day. So if you are a Muslim brother calling yourself in the ranks of the brotherhood, Allah warns you. Because of these sects from among yourselves and you fell into disagreement with those who stand with Allah, who say there is no partnership with Allah, who say do not associate with people who do associate partners with Allah. Now, we can pull all the verses out of Quran for that, too, but that's for another time. Then woe to the, wrong, the wrongdoers from the penalty of a grievous day. They will have a grievous day, Allah says in the Quran. Allah, Allah reveals to us in many, many ways all throughout the Quran that our, it is our acts that work against us. What we do, what we say, and what we don't do and what we don't say that works against us. Allah has made his message clear. He said the Quran is clear. And it's easy to understand. It's not difficult. Once we reach that level to where we can clearly understand Quran and act on the principles that we are in understanding of. Not what we don't know, but what we do know. And once there are things in the Quran that is revealed to us that we didn't know and that people show us. Like I just gave you many, many verses for the Quran to go look up and read. This is not me speaking. This is me only conveying what I have read. And I'm sharing it to those who have not read it themselves. Allah sent his prophet Muhammad, who is the messenger of Allah. That's what Allah said. He is my messenger. And the message that he brought is the seal. The message that he brought is the final revelation. Other words... No man after Prophet Muhammad will come with any revelation. None. Now, there will be many, many men who will come teaching revelation, teaching that which came or that which is already revealed. But that's simple. That's not a messenger. All one has to do if they want to know the word of Allah is open up the Quran and read. You could be on a deserted island with the Quran and I can assure you. Without any teachers, if you read that Quran, Allah will grow you by degrees and by stages. Allah don't need no help to grant you faith. Allah don't need no help. Since when do Allah need help? Allah does not need you, me, or anyone else. He don't need that. But whatever Allah does is, is for a purpose. We may not understand that purpose, and it's not meant for us to understand. It's only meant for us to obey. Allah said to hear and obey. If we hear and obey, we're blessed. If we don't hear and obey and we reject, then we're not blessed. 
it's as simple as that. We complicate things that don't need to be complicated. We focus on words that are meaningless. As I mentioned many, many occasions, we read words on pages, but those words are ayats. Ayats are signs, and signs are no more than expressions of Allah's authority. So the Quran is a book of expressions revealed in signs, communicated through symbols. And if we understand those signs and symbols correctly, then we are here. Some will argue with me about that, but yet we have many of those who are in Afrocentrist or African Pan-Africanism and all these other type of African thoughts. Did, our, did, those, did not those ancestors write in hieroglyphics? That was the language that they used to write. Hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics are what? Signs and symbols. And many, 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 many t- men today are still striving to interpret the, the real meanings and the correct meanings and the greater meanings of those hieroglyphics. So if man can write in signs and symbols, why can't God speak to man in signs and symbols? He spoke to the prophets in signs and symbols. But those, all, these, all these are for, for lessons or pod, podcasts for another day. So let us, be, let us be clear. In the brotherhood of Islam, it is one. It is one. It begins with the Shahada. And it grows through stages of faith. And when that faith reaches the state of piety, it becomes righteous. And it is in that righteousness that we take our stand, unwavering and united. May Allah bless each and every one of us with the uh, understanding. And we leave you as we came before you with the greetings of peace of Assalamu alaikum.